ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فيا عباد الله قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من احدث في امرنا هذا ما ليس منه فهو رد the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned in the hadith of aisha radiyallahu anha that whomsoever brings about something new into this religion of ours then it will be rejected man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu fa huwa rad and in another version man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fa huwa rad whomsoever does an action that is not from our religion then it will be rejected man ahdatha fi amrina yani fi shari'atina whomsoever brings about something new into our sharia something which has not been prescribed in the quran nor in the sunnah for indeed the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has informed us that we must cling on to what is found in that final revelation so he said sallallahu alayhi wasallam taraktu fikum shay'ain ma in tamassaktum bihima lan tadillu i have left two things behind as long as you cling on to them you will not go astray kitab allah wa sunnati the book of allah and my sunnah and that is why allah commanded us in the quran to ensure to make sure that we are following exactly what is in that revelation 
For indeed, the Prophet ﷺ does not speak of his desires. Rather, he speaks from revelation. وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا That he does not speak of his desires. Rather, that is revelation inspired upon him. Similarly, Allah commanded us in the Quran to follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوا Allah said, that which the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gives you, then take it, practice it and implement it. And that which he prohibits you from, then abstain from it, refrain from it, and do not implement and fall into the prohibitions. That which Allah has prohibited in the Quran, and that which the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has prohibited in the sunnah. For indeed, all of those prohibitions, a person who falls into any of them, a person who follows his desires and follows the prohibitions, then that is an individual who is placing a severe threat upon himself. For indeed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned, كُلُّ يَدْخُلُونَ الْجَنَّةِ إِلَّا مَنْ أَبَى all of my ummah will enter paradise except for those who refuse. قَالُوا وَمَنْ يَأْبَى يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ They said, who would refuse, O Messenger of Allah? قَالَ مَنْ أَطَاعَنِي دَخَلَ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَنْ عَصَانِي فَقَدْ أَبَى Whomsoever obeys me, then he will enter paradise and whomsoever disobeys then they are the ones who have refused entry into paradise for themselves for they have followed their desires they have followed and fallen into the whisperings of the shaitan taking them away from the path of allah to the path of a shaitan, taking them away from the path to paradise, towards the path to the hellfire. Hence we need to realize, and we need to understand, the tremendous importance of clinging, and sticking to what is in the Quran and the Sunnah exactly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us and placed us upon this earth with that exact test to see who will be the best of the creation in clinging to the revelation and the guidance and who will be those who fall to their whisperings, fall to the evil and their desires Hence Allah mentioned in the Quran, الَّذِي خَلَقَ الْمَوْتَ وَالْحَيَاةِ 
الذي خلق الموت والحياة ليبلوكم أيكم أحسن عملا He is the one who created death and life to test you which of you is the best in your actions. He is the one who created this death and life in order to test you which of you is the best in actions, which of you will cling to the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which of you will cling and practice the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and which of you will disobey and be from those who are sinners and opposers to that which Allah has revealed in the Quran and the Sunnah. For indeed, when death comes upon you, then nothing will go with you to your grave except the deeds that you did. Nothing will go with you other than your actions. Hence, it is mentioned in that famous hadith, يَتْبَعُ الْمَيِّتَ ثَلَاثًا Three things follow the dead person to his grave, his family, his wealth, and his actions. Two of them they come back, and only one it remains. His family will come back. They will bury him and leave the graveyard. His wealth will come back. It will go to those who inherit it after him. The only thing that the individual will take with him is the deeds that he did upon this earth. The actions of obedience the worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that is the purpose of our existence for indeed Allah mentioned in the Quran وَمَا خَلَقْتُ الْجِنَّ وَالْإِنسَ إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُونَ that I did not create the jinn or the humans except for them to worship me and as you know, the Salaf, they explained the meaning of worship. Some of the Salaf, they mentioned the meaning of this is that the purpose of our creation is to worship Allah upon Tawheed. Tawheed is the basis of all of your existence, the basis of all of your actions, the basis of all of your ibadah, all of your worship. Just like, just like when the wudu breaks, then the prayer is no longer valid. Your prayer will not count. If your wudu has broken, then the same with the ibadah, your ibadah, your worship. It will not count 
If the Tawheed has gone, if the Tawheed has gone, and the basis is not there, and you are not upon the worship of Allah alone, then no matter what worship you do, it will not be accepted upon a basis of shirk. If that shirk enters into your worship, then it will nullify it and invalidate it. It will nullify all of your deeds. It will invalidate all of your deeds. Just like the hadith, إِذَا دَخَلَ الْحَدَثُ فِي الطَّهَارَةِ When the wudu, it breaks, your purification, it breaks. Then that salah that you pray, it will not count as prayer. So the ibadah that you do, if you are not doing it upon tawheed, then this ibadah will not count because you will be from those who have fallen into the affair of shirk. And that is the one sin that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not forgive if you die upon it. As Allah mentioned, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَنْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَدُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ That Allah does not forgive that you commit shirk with Him. That you die upon that act, you will not be forgiven. But He forgives all else. To whom he wills. Alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. So brothers and sisters we have seen. And we must realize the importance of our existence. The reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us and placed us upon this earth and then provided for us all of these great numbers of blessings from the food that you eat and the clothes that you wear and the homes that you live in. All of these tremendous blessings Allah has bestowed upon us. And what is the purpose of all of them? The purpose of all of these blessings is to aid you and to help you to fulfill your objective in creation. To fulfill your worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, despite being the best of creation, the seal of the prophets and messengers, he used to constantly be upon the worship of Allah. He used to pray the night prayer so much, so long, that his ankles would become swollen and blistered. So Aisha radiyallahu anha, she said to him, Why do you worship like this so much that your ankles become swollen and blistered and Allah has already forgiven you? 
Allah has already forgiven your past and future sins. Why this much worship? So the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replied, أَفَلَا أَكُونُ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا وَأُحِبُّ أَنْ أَكُونُ عَبْدًا شَكُورًا That should I not be a grateful servant to Allah? Should I not be thankful to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? In another narration it is mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to ask Allah for forgiveness multiple times every day. Many, many times every day in one narration giving the figure of 70, in another narration giving the figure of 100, meaning that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam regularly throughout the day was upon the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making dua, supplicating, asking for forgiveness even though he is the best of all of creation he is the final messenger, the seal of all of the prophets and messengers he will be the leader on the day of judgment of mankind he will be the one who does the intercession Yet he used to seek forgiveness from Allah every day, regularly and constantly. He used to stand in the night prayer so long in worship and ibadah that his ankles became swollen. So what therefore about us? What about us? And we are nowhere near the levels of the prophets and messengers. Neither are we anywhere near the levels of the sahaba the salaf we are upon this weakness we are yet we all think we will enter paradise we all think we will enter without any deeds without any actions without any worship any ibadah then you must realize and understand that is certainly a false way to think and in fact it may even go to the level that you begin to think the way the murji'a think that we are upon iman we say la ilaha illallah that is enough we will be in paradise no deeds no prayer no worship no dua the mosque is empty at the time of the salawat at the time of the jama'ah where is everybody when the times of the prayers they come where is everyone at the time of fajr where is everybody at the times of the other prayers of the day it is not only ramadan where is everyone when it comes to the quran it is not only recitation in ramadan do your deeds and your worship for indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the hadith Qudsi that which we have mentioned many a time before that narration where Allah says that on the day of judgment when your accountability is done then it is your own responsibility what happens to you فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ whoever finds goodness on that day then let him thank Allah وَمَنْ وَجَدَ غَيْرَ ذَلِكَ And whoever finds anything other than goodness on that day فَلَا يَلُومَنَّ إِلَّا نَفْسَهُ 
then let him not blame anyone else other than his own self. Blame yourself only on that day if you find that your accountability is bad. Blame nobody else. Do not say it was the people who took me away. Do not say it was the people who stopped me practicing. You are responsible for what you do in this life. If you spend your life upon disobedience and sinning and wrong and not practicing the religion, then you will stand before your Lord on that day and you will be answerable to your actions and your life. You will not be able to blame anyone else. And that is why Allah told us, on that day, if you find goodness, then thank Allah. But if you do not, then do not blame anyone else other than yourself. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from those who are from the firm and upright believers practicing this religion to the best of our abilities.